you credit for saying the only person who likes change is a baby in a wet diaper. And I noticed that even the baby makes a lot of noise about the change uh, in that situation. There are some things that are to change. There are changes we cannot avoid. There are changes that we choose to make. In that category, there are those changes that God asks you to make. And you cooperate with Him. You give Him control of your destiny. There are three reasons, basically, three reasons that we can't choose to change. One of them, the main one, the one that's most popular, the one that's most practiced, is pain. If it hurts bad enough, you're going to change. You're kicking around the room just about the clothes you step through. It doesn't hurt bad enough to have surgery yet. Another way that we can change is far less common is a new perspective, a new point of view, a new understanding, a new principle that we discover that God reveals to us and it becomes so compelling. You know, this yeah, I want that. So we decide what those two things that need to be made. And then there's promises. The pain particularly quickly get you to change that they make principles, perspectives, and there are promises that are so wonderful that that we welcome change. We activate our faith and then we choose the very few probably the least common reason we can We don't like For one reason or another. As followers of Jesus, we we entrust him to guide us around the curves in the roadway of life. But that's still the reason to believe that he will walk with us through the valleys of change that stretch onto us and those ones that we welcome. Change may Things may come more naturally to some personalities than it does to others. Uh, I have one of those personalities who I get bored easily. I just, uh, if it's the same thing, I don't like it. And after a while, I just say, okay, that doesn't even like this anymore. I have broccoli three nights in a row, it's just not going to work. Personalities where change is hard, it's uncomfortable, it, it makes people uncomfortable. It, it does eat like crow and people there and idle time. You know, the guy who just looks at something 
But the truth of the matter is, the change that comes for all of us is humility. If you try to change me, you can get off my back and say it's all right. If you try to change me as much as I have changed, and I found out that King Dominic and King I realized that my thing, how I do it, I will change everything. I don't want to know what they're going to do. But even people who like it don't really like it. See that book, the author of the Chronicles of Narnia, and the Wisdom of Wardrobe several versions of it. He wrote several other great books. He said, my new thought to turn into a bird. But it would be, uh, he was really, you know, he's got to he was a, it, it, it would be a jolly sight party for, for it, for the egg to learn to fly while he made the egg. He took a picture of Judea. Then he wrote one thing. Here are my eggs at present. He cannot go on indefinitely being an ordinary, decent egg. We must be happy. That's our problem. We want to stay in. We want to linger in our little eggs so long as we have to believe in God and we don't continue to be warm and comfortable and the violence is the tongue that has its own supply. Fly through the wire again. And David really noted, we, we may want to be different, but we also want to quit becoming different when it becomes difficult. We, we want to be different, but we don't want to change. Jesus did die on the cross so that we could, have, uh, could all have more guilt in our lives. He died so that we might be free. Paul wrote his letter to the Christians and Christians in the city of Rome. Uh, he not only declared that things were possible, he pleaded with all of Jesus' disciples and followers to commit their lives to being changed. Being changed. In Romans chapter 12, verse 22. You see, these things which are in the middle of this. Letter. There's 16 chapters in this letter. Uh, I have to think of this like 16 pages. If you had a 16 page letter and you started on 12, you know that it would be messy. Okay? So, uh, I'm just going to overview of verse 12. Uh, then, rebelling against God or simply ignoring Him 30 miles on your own, uh, the sin destroys that. He also says, we all have sinned and gone our own way. Every single person, ever. That's just the way we do things. 
the ultimate result of sin is separation from God. Somebody and to ignore him, to turn to closer. It's a logical thing. He also tells us that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave to set us free from the results of sin, so that we could be close to God, to set us free from the rebellion and from the ignoring. Jesus can and will bring us back to God if we turn around and trust Him. If we turn from our rebellion, if we turn from doing things our own way, God forgives and God and restores us with a gift that cannot be reserved, turn or purchase. Now, Paul says, Brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, a time to your mind acceptable. This truly is the way to worship Him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let them transform you into a new person. And then learn to determine what pleases God. Do what pleases God. And cooperate with God's ongoing process of transforming you from the inside out, changing the way you think, will change the way you act. And that's what the Spirit wants to do. There's a massive difference between our trying to reform ourselves to working with God in this process of transformation. Again, the author sees the next, and David Gurry point out, uh, Reformation usually has these three characteristics. It comes from a voice outside. Two, it begins with a series of actions. That's what happens when we try to reform ourselves. We do it because we've heard somewhere, somewhere that we need to change something. It might be the target getting at it, but somebody is We need to change this, and, and so we, we decide that we're going to change it and start doing things differently. And we expect to be done changing tomorrow at the latest. by God's Holy Spirit works exactly the opposite way. It comes from a voice on the inside. It begins with the changes deep in our soul. And it's 
is a miracle, but it's not bad. It doesn't happen in an instant. It could be easy. It isn't fun to watch. Sins don't disappear overnight, and we don't hold these virtues out of thin air. It may not be different, but haven't really changed. If you feel to be defeated by the same old sin, or God feels more different than before, take heart. Don't quit. God has not given up on you. Don't give up on yourself. Now, this is a statement in Hannah's life. If you want to follow Jesus, embrace sin. If the problem you need to embrace change, and particularly the change that you in cooperation with you. Okay, we've already established the fact that none of us likes change, so some of us have already begun to ask him immediately when we're questioned, when we're confronted with this idea that I have to embrace truth. We start asking things like, well, can't I just do things constantly better? Why can't do I need to embrace change as a follower of Jesus? Why can't I stay the way I am? Why can't I just be forgiven? Can I do that? Because I can't. Because it's a You cannot carry your cross without change. Jesus calls people to follow him as a disciple who demands them to carry their cross. He says that if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. I, I you know, I could almost see people trying to follow Jesus down the road that he was carrying a cross. And they said, Oh, here's my cross too. And he looks at them and says, Carry your own cross. Okay. Yeah, he is. But Jesus, he not say, carry your own cross. He expects more from us even than that. And he says, if any of you want to be my followers, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily, and follow me. Oh, it's not just what somebody told me. It's an everyday thing. Can I change my way? If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life, Christ will truly save it. He goes on. He's going to talk about this again. He says, I just said, I want to remind you, you cannot take up a cross expecting life to go on as it always has. The cross is was a form of execution. So this would be like Jesus saying to us, grab your lethal injection, I equal, and follow me every day. What happens if you have a lethal injection, I equal? You're not expecting to go on like you have been. 
of Jesus, the part of you that wants to control us, you that wants to control everything. That, that part of you that wants everybody to take care of you, or at least, you know, Jesus. Uh, the part of you that, that wants to protect yourself, to stay comfortable in that way. You cannot love without Jesus. You cannot take up your cross to follow Jesus without Jesus. You cannot love without Jesus. This is about Jesus. When you start to love somebody, you start choosing them. It changes the way you treat them. You're not sure of Jesus. You just ask them yeah, sometimes. It changes your brain. It changes the way you act. There are things that you will do for somebody that you love that you will really always enjoy them, but you know, they say, I'm good at Jesus is ready to keep you in that idea. Love one another. If you just stop there, Without change. Jesus 
in front of everyone to follow him. And he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you rest in my soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Learn from me. This is a holy way of thinking. For those of us who have lived our lives, I'm sorry, for all of us who have lived our lives doing what we want to do, Now the Lord is 
Spirit, Lord, the Spirit of the Lord is present in our freedom as we all in unveiled faces reflecting the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. You cannot take steps of increasing faith and obedience to Jesus without growing spiritually. And if you grow spiritually, you're going to become more like Jesus and you're going to be transformed into His image from one degree of glory to another. You follow Jesus transform you one step at a time. You'll grow the same. to follow Jesus, you have to embrace change and grow in becoming more like Him in the way that He thinks and acts. We all want to be different than we think really like Jesus. We want the end result. We want the butterfly, but we see a detached being the tree. Jesus' disciples, if you're one of Jesus' disciples, then then you see the change is going to come to you as you cooperate with the Holy Spirit. If you want to follow Jesus, then embrace change. So, I'm asking you to believe. I'm asking you to go to prayer. 
and I ask you to drink that by the time you cook, and I ask you to work out whatever kind of spiritually things you can bear. I ask you, are you following me? Do you want to be one of the
Or you can read for eight minutes, or you can read your own.